Hey everybody, hope everyone is having a uh, pretty damn good week. It is Friday down in my part of the world. So I wanted to jump into an idea that I've been thinking about uh, a lot lately. And it's going to sound kind of rough. Some people are going to be pissed off about it, but eh, fuck it. So it's a bit of a change of pace, but I think still in line with kind of the theme of the podcast, which is, you know, really about self-improvement, trying to, um, you know, improve yourself, improve myself, uh, take you on this journey. So I've been thinking a lot about, you know, I think a lot about my future. I think a lot of people think about their future a lot, right? Uh, especially, you know, young people. I think there's a lot of anxiety around what what are you going to do in the future? And I have noticed that among my peers, I don't know so much... It, Okay, I'll start with guys. I've noticed among young guys, guys in their mid-20s to late-20s, if they're not married and having kids, or if, they, you know, if they're not married or having kids, there's a big question mark about the future. And it's, it's not just a, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but for now I'm going to do this. It's, there is almost a overwhelming sense of, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So uh, maybe I'm slightly over-exaggerating, but I keep having conversations with guys my age, you know, mid to late 20s, and everyone's pretty much just like, I don't know where I'm going necessarily, or I think I kind of know where I'm going but I don't know. And I think to an extent, I think some of that is perfectly normal. Um, absolutely, right? I mean, I think just as people in general, we're always kind of looking for what it is that excites us, what gets us going, what makes us happy, what fulfills that purpose. I want to take that a little further. And I think that there's also a uniqueness to the situation, and I think that uniqueness is a generational thing and a certain era that we're in. So with young guys, like I said, I noticed there's, there seems to be a there's – del, there's a delayed sense of purpose, I think, among a lot of young guys. Um, I, know, I have a couple friends that don't do much, uh, that just – hang around that have basically been hanging around and doing a little bit of education, a little bit of work here and there, but really have not gotten their footing anywhere. I have some friends that have been you know, taking I know people that kind of stay in the educational realm for way too long. I say way too long, but who am I to judge? Uh who stay in the educational realm getting degrees and studying for till their mid to late 20s. And guys that have been out in the field working, and then you know some that are that have had some kids or had a kid by accident, <laughs> but uh, it's a wide range, and 
or it's a range. I don't know how wide, but it's a range. And everybody's kind of doing something a little different, different life experiences, different ambitions. But one thing that is definitely held in common is this huge question mark about what they're doing and where they're going. So I don't, like I said, I don't believe that this is unique to my generation, but I think maybe there's more to it than previous. And I have two kind of theories for that. One, or a hypothesis, uh, one is that I think that because of the change in women's lives, guys have changed too, right? So because of birth control and um, yeah, I'd say mainly because of maybe birth control and women starting careers in their 20s, there's not as much pressure on guys, right, to figure out what they're going to do and really get their shit together. Um, so I know guys who work, for example, but they, they're not that serious about other parts of their lives. You know, so yeah, they work, they do their thing, but it's really all about them still. I know some guys like that and I, it, but maybe they're in relationships and I think, okay, you know, you couldn't. You know, guys couldn't be in, or at least I think throughout a lot of history, I believe it would be more difficult for men and women to be in a long-term relationship and for the guy to just kind of be hanging out, going to work, but coming home, playing video games, not really being serious about personal development and, you know, other aspects of his life. Because in the past, you know, you're in a long-term relationship without Val, you know, good birth control, and if the lady's not going out and doing her own career, well, chances are there's going to be pressure to have kids and to get the family going, and and I think that that really would focus you on what you have to do in life. So without that pressure from the ladies, I think that that is a big, I think that's a big factor in a lot of young guys, especially kind of just being a little aimless, right? So maybe they have a career, but outside of the career, the guy's really just kind of wandering in and out of hobbies or not having any hobbies. I know lots of young guys that pretty much fill their excess time with drinking. And yes, I know people have drank throughout history, but I'm just saying is I feel like, especially now, there's just this kind of idea that you can delay certain time, certain aspects of responsibility for a long period of time. So that delayed necessity for responsibility, I think, is heightened by the fact that there's not as much pressure on guys to settle down for a longer period of time. So that's one thing. And another thing that I think is maybe a little paralyzing to people or maybe causing a bit of anxiety is the knowledge of your alternatives. Uh, in economics, we hear about the paradox of choice, right? Like when you have too many choices, you don't know what decision to make. I think that this is also a big factor in the anxiety and the uncertainty about young people, men and women. Uh, so, you know, the men thing, that's more from personal experience. 
the men and women, I run into this talking to both sexes, both genders. And yes, I said both, whatever. So um, I talked to, I've actually talked to several ladies recently in their mid to late 20s. And whenever I ask them about their job, so this isn't early 20s. This is like 26, 27, 28, between 26 and 30. I've talked to just a handful recently, and I didn't do this on purpose. These are just I'm having conversations and we talk. And I ask them about their job, and every single one of them is like, oh, I do this, but I don't fucking like it. And I'm like, hmm, that's really interesting, right? Because if you were to rewind back about 10 years earlier, they would probably be really excited about getting a career going. And then you fast forward now, and it's like, I mean, one of them was an engineer for a uh, big-time chemical company. And she was looking to make a big change. Um, And so it was – I guess what I'm saying is there's a dissatisfaction with current choices. uh, And I think, like I'm saying, is I've noticed it among uh, women and among men my age. So among men my age, there is. There's still a lot of searching. There's a lot of am I doing the right thing? Once again, coming back to that uncertainty about where you're going. And I think part of that has to do with the knowledge of the alternatives out there. And for example, with the internet, not only have new careers popped up, right? Like, so there's people that make money on YouTube, people that make money on Twitch, people they make money blogging, people are starting, you know, um, import export companies in their garage and 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 manufacturing things with 3D printing and doing all kinds of interesting things are popping up because of the internet. So there's those new careers, but then there's also just old traditional careers. And I say old traditional, but just maybe a traditional corporate or vocational job. And now with the internet and YouTube, you can learn how to do a lot of skills and trades online. And so I feel as though many people now are looking around and saying, oh my God, I could literally do almost anything, you know, with the exception of some physical and mental limitations, right? I mean, my IQ isn't high enough to go be a uh, astrophysicist, Right, And I'm not athletic enough to be a football player. But there's a range of possibilities in between that is still almost limitless if I just apply my mind and my spirit to it. And I feel as though – and think about it this way. So if you know that there is a range – now with the internet, we know there is a range of possibilities of jobs out there. We know the range. And now with the democratization of learning and knowledge through YouTube and other sources on the internet, you can pretty much learn and pick up almost any skill, coding, you know, physical things, anything. And so if you go into, you got to remember, if you go into a field and you don't like it, you're going into that field, five years later, you have the knowledge of knowing that you could have picked something else. I actually think this is part of the problem with um, 
with picking a major is people don't even the the idea is opportunity cost, right? So the opportunity cost is unknown obviously, but it seems super high because now we know the alternatives, right? It's like, okay, do I go into a corporate job, you know, as a programmer? Well, yeah, I could make good money, but then it's like, but look at all the opportunity cost. Look at all the alternatives that I am not engaging in. That, I th- and I don't think everybody puts it in those terms, right? I don't think everyone sits around and says, oh, what's the opportunity cost? I just think that there's an implicit understanding that if I do this, you know, I might not like it. And then, you know, but then I won't be able to do all these other millions of things that I want to try or, you know, these other things. And so that's one aspect, right, is knowledge of the alternatives. I think that's paralyzing to a degree. And I think that puts a big question mark because you you might go into a sales job or a programming job or a consulting gig or a vocational training and you don't like it. And so you're like, well, what do I do next? Well, it's like it's really – it's so uncertain. What do you do? Because like I said, there seems to be a limitless number of alternatives of things to go into now. Whereas you know, 30 years ago, it's like – yeah, you're most likely going to stick around with maybe some people you know, talk to some people you know, maybe look in, I don't know. I don't know how people did it 30 years ago, right? But I think there was a more limited scope of things that you would look into 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, right? You go back even further and you were following in the footsteps of people in your family, right? Or, or you, you know, so it was the scope of, of opportunity was more limited and that re- it reduces your uh, decision-making responsibilities, right? And so that reduces, I think, people's anxieties about you know what they have to do because you just say, well, I have to do it, so it doesn't really matter. Now, uh, I think another possibility is people not knowing that – I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that is, that is a big thing, and I also think that there is a fear – of people getting out and trying things. I think that's another something that's holding people back. And that could be, you know, for me, that's been an issue, not so much lately, but I, maybe it's a generational thing to a degree, um, is people are worried about going out and taking risk, about looking stupid, about looking dumb. And I think that manifests itself somewhat in the culture. I think with the uh, political, politically correct culture that we're in right now, where you can't make a joke about somebody or, or you can't go out on a limb anywhere, right? There, that's kind of where things are going or where things are right now is you can't make an insensitive comment. You have to police everything you say and everything you think. And that doesn't encourage people to venture into new territory. And that's part of the reason why people people have heard me mention like Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, one of his biggest defenses of – or one of his biggest attacks on politically correct culture and defenses of freedom of speech is that you have to be able to think, right? You have to be able to explore new territory. And when you explore new territory, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to say stupid things, you know, and that can apply – to 
actually new fields of study, new types of thought, or old types of thought that young people or people are just coming into, whether it be a comedian, a writer, and just somebody growing up in the world, right? In order to improve and explore, you got to take risks sometimes. And I feel like our current environment doesn't really encourage that, right? It encourages more of the safety and security. And so when you think about it, if you put all those things together, I think you kind of have this soup of anxiety, this soup of uncertainty and paranoia about the future, right? So you've got the safety and security of the fact that, you know, like I said, with men and women now, to kind of tie it all together, my first point was about relationships between men and women, right? So there's not this push for men to adopt certain responsibilities as much anymore, right? Some of that's been pushed off to the side, okay? So I think with young guys, that's part of the issue with kind of getting out there and figuring out what they want to do or what we want to do. Then I think the other part, you know, is the knowledge of alternatives out there with the internet, knowing that if you go into a field and don't like it, that it's up to you now. Right. This isn't like just society or situation puts you here. You are now walking into a job knowing that you could be doing other jobs. And then the aspect of the safety and security. Right. So I think all three of these things and there's I'm sure there's more, but these are all I can think of now. I think these are some factors that are that I've noticed that I think are kind of holding people back or that are weighing heavily on people in my generation in their mid to late 20s. And I think for us to, or at least you know, for people that I know, it seems some of the best way to move forward is to kind of like follow the Jordan Peterson advice, which would be adopt responsibility, right? Take on responsibility and... I mean, I'm saying this, I don't, I'm no expert, but it's just, to me, this, these are things that have been helping me is to take on more responsibility, take more risk and try, you know, taking on more risk and trying new things I've noticed recently is helping me come up with more and more ideas, right? And it's helping me, um, kind of decide on uh, it's kind of helping me figure things out a little bit more so part of it is just taking action like basically taking responsibility and taking action has really helped me out recently now in five years i have no idea where i'm gonna be but anyway i just kind of wanted to go on this rant and kind of talk about some observations that i've noticed obviously some of this is probably borrowed from other people and things i've been reading listening to and but some of it is just from personal experience right So anyway, I hope that there was something interesting in that rant about our, at least people that I come across, my generation, some people in my generation. And let's see see what we can, uh, you know, do about it. So anyway, thank you, anybody who's out there listening. Have a fantastic Friday.